Okay, we're just doing this real quick. All right, shut up. All right, ready? Ladies and gentlemen, podcast fans around the world, let's get ready to debate. Today's topic will be on if God is real or not. Today, we have two people on standby, Kyle Robinson and Matt Krupa, host of the Sad Boys podcast. And uh, we have them two here, and uh, let's just get right into it. Boys, explain your sides. Um, well, hello, everybody. As you know, it's me, Matt. Um, I'm on the side that uh, God is not real. Um, I guess it's sort of just, I feel like, over the years, uh, true believing in God has sort of faded, sort of become the product of one's environment. Nobody goes to church anymore, really, because they believe in God. They go to church because they're a little kid and their parents go to church. So, no, I feel like there's just more evidence to say that, you know, the universe's creation was a natural thing. It was the product of uh, the Big Bang or something or other. I don't really know. I'm just using the Big Bang instance because it's uh, best known. Kyle? Yeah, um, Kyle Robinson here. I'm a Christian. Um, I believe that the Bible is literal and true, and I'm saying God created the heavens and the earth in six days and rested on the seventh. He created everything you see today, and I see the evidence favors that very strongly over evolution and the Big Bang. And, uh, Dan, that was some crisp crap right there. And, it's my thing. Got to keep it going as the moderator here. And uh, before before and, uh, we jump right into the debate, Nick, Kyle, your turn is over. You've already discussed your side. You absolute numpty. So before we jump into our sides, I would just like to say I am going to stay completely neutral. I am a Christian and a Catholic, however, but I do also think that evolution is a possibility. So I'm going to try to stay right down the middle as possible. And uh, we'll open up with Matt, since he is the host of the podcast. Um, I guess my first point is, you know, there's just, there's no physical evidence of God. You can't really, you can't say people are certain that when you look at that. So what you're saying is that it's more like a believing thing, right? Yeah, it's more like, I believe that wall was made by God, not I know that wall was made by God. You can't, you can't prove with evidence that, you know, God was like, I like that wall, see it, go there, put that wall in there, you can't really say that you can't say that God was like I want him to make a podcast about me. make a podcast about me. sure well if I gave you a watch would you say since you have not met the watchmaker that there is none if you see building isn't that proof of a builder so even though you have not met him physically doesn't mean he's not real so well, well, now just 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 to clear this up, you you know that the Jesus of Nazareth was real, correct? Yeah, you know, I, I you know that he was an actual are, thing. There are some truths in the Bible. I understand that there are some things that actually happened in the Bible, but I'm just saying that. Yeah, I, I, okay, Kyle, please continue. It's where I, you're I'm not you're not totally convinced. Yeah, I'm not convinced that you know God is sitting up there on his throne, like yeah, you you did good enough, you can come to heaven. No, see, but that's the whole going, thing. Going back to your um watchmaker point you're right i i can't i can't go meet i don't see the person who made that wall but somebody made that wall that's a real person it's not god somebody created that stone somebody created that wall somebody carved that stone into cinder block somebody painted that wall which was actually me i painted that wall. so i i didn't and i met you so 
when you say you can't say for certain that God is sitting on the throne saying this person's good enough, this person's not. Well, um, Romans six or Romans three twenty three says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So no one is worthy to go to heaven because heaven is a perfect place. God is perfect, and we've all sinned, therefore we're not perfect, not worthy of it. And Romans six twenty three, the uh, wages of sin is death. So he's not saying, oh, this person's good enough, this person's not. None of us are good enough. The difference is he's about 2,000 some years ago and he came down on this cross because he loved his people so much that he said, I want to be with you guys. And So he sent of, the son, correct? Yeah. No. Um, Jesus, God, are one. It's uh, the Holy Trinity. It's not one plus one plus one equals three. It's kind of like one times one times one. Equal one, correct? Yeah. So that's a that's a fair point. That that is a fair point. So but, uh, Matt, Matt, you got a rebuttal wait, to that? Hold on, let me finish. No, oh, so please when, continue. When uh, Jesus came down, he uh, had to live a perfect life because in the Old Testament they sacrificed lambs and uh, for their sins because for you need blood to uh, you know save you from sin for whatever reason God decided, and it was said that you need a lamb of no blemish. Hence the term, Mary had a little lamb. Jesus was perfect. He had, he had no blemish. And he lived a perfect life. And then when he, he carried this cross up to the uh, Mount Calvary, and um, he had to die on that cross, and he didn't just die a normal death. He suffered 13, like the 39 lashes. His spine, you could see his spine when he was on the cross. And every time he breathed, he was getting splinters in his body. And not only that, it was, he was suffering the wrath of God. For every sin people have committed, God was throwing up wrath against us because there needs to be punishment of sin or we would never listen to God or his commandments. True, true. And all the wrath that was thrown up to deliver on us was put on Jesus as an atoning sacrifice for our sin. He was the lamb of no blemish for our sins. And when he died on the cross, right before he yelled out something kind of strange, it is finished right before he died. And he was telling Satan, it's over. It's done. I won. So that's where I'm coming from. Matt, do you have a rebuttal to that? Um, well, I feel like not exactly a rebuttal to that point, but to the point where he was saying that having this a perfect place in God is the perfect being overall. Why would God let, for example, with all the, you hear a lot of the, uh, the molestation happening in the churches, you hear a lot of the corruption in the past, which is why a lot of subface has been found off the branch of Christianity or Catholic, I don't remember which one came first, but um, why would God let these officials that are supposed to be miraculously close to God, that are supposed to be able to speak to him personally, why would he let them operate in his name with malicious intent? Why would he let them be corrupt? Why wouldn't he stop them from following his faith? Why wouldn't they very good point, and what you're referring to is the Catholic priest, correct? And not, I'm not going to get onto the Catholic train because I do disagree with some of their teachings, but when you say, why would God allow this? It's because we have free will as humans, whether we want to believe in him or not, whether we want to listen to him or not. If he forced us to, that's not real love. If you, like, if you, uh, you can't make someone love you because then it's not real and all this, and when you say, well, if you let all this happen, like, is he, he's not a just God. He's not good. He's not this. 
he is good. And when um, every, all the death you see, like we were supposed to live in the perfect place with no death, the Garden of Eden. And at the same time, until they ate the apple, correct? Yeah. Satan was uh, cast out of heaven for uh, betraying God and taking one third of the angels with them. First thing he did, he went to the Garden of Eden and he tempted Eve and Eve thought into it. And from them disobeying God, they came down to earth where there would be death and much pain and suffering. And they, whether you believe it or not, there's a lot of um, temptation around you. And humans are so imperfect and there's a lot of spiritual warfare. Demons can talk to you and tempt you whether you think they are or not. It's kind of like bad thoughts, good thoughts, this and that. And um, he's letting these bad things happen because he gave us free will. And we chose, um, you know, not to, uh, not to follow him. So it's not a point of him not caring. It's him letting us do us to a certain sense. And he wants us to realize that he is real, be a part of his life and know him and have a relationship with him. So we can be delight in the world in some sense because the Bible says man loves darkness because the acts men do and they are evil. And they they don't like the light because you know you're seen in the light, and that's why Christians are so called the light of the world. Um, I don't know if that answers your point, but it's disease, murder, all this. It's a uh, it's not God's knowing; it's man's knowing. And Correct. Yeah, it's letting uh, the humans like you know, like you know, to branch on what Kyle's saying, like you know, he's just he's just letting us do us, you know, in like a more yeah. modern and literal sense. And um, he's just like you know, and he's letting us sort out our problems by himself. Like you know, he's not he's not yeah. getting intervened at all. Yeah, I yeah exactly, and um, he's also giving us time to turn back from our sinful ways to the light. Because if we did something wrong, and he took us out right away, that's that's immediate hell. Right, and um, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. can learn from your mistakes and come back to the truth, or come to the truth and know God, because all humans have sinned. And as soon as you sin, if God sent you to hell, you never get to know Him. You never stand a chance. That's the eternity of suffering. So, God loves us so much that you know He He lets us do us for a little bit, you know, and He gives us the opportunity to live in the darkness so that someday. We may see the light. Well, yeah, that is that is a very fair point from Kyle. Uh, you know, I know yeah, a very good explanation, I but just, oh, go ahead, man. Very well worded explanation. I just, I, I, I would like you to clarify something for me. Um, the, I, you often hear the term coming from people who follow the various branches of uh, Catholicism and Christianity. You know, they say God has a plan for you. So, does. What you just said sort of it causes a conflict in my mind about that. Is the, does that vary from branch to branch, or is that like a universal thing that that you sort of just personally interpret it in a different way? That, Kyle, Kyle, your response. Uh, that Kyle has a plan. That not Kyle. That Kyle God has a plan. has a plan for your life. Yeah. I think because every life has a purpose. God has not created anyone with no purpose. God has not created anyone evil. Because that would make him not perfect. That would make him not all good. That would make him evil. All those like born babies were all created good and in his image. But you know, society and all this, they, we fall into sin. 
And it's uh, when you go to different branches of Christianity, Catholicism, this and that, um, you're gonna you're gonna find some false teachers. You know, that, um, they're not they're not true true followers of the Bible. And um, when you say you just need to find a teacher that can preach the word, you need to read the word on your own and decide what's real. So there's going to be a lot of false teachers and a lot of a lot of uh, bad churches, but um, God does have a plan, and His ways are a lot higher than our ways. You know, if He's a God, you gotta you gotta know He's He's so smart. We can't even imagine. Like this dude is insane. He uh, He's all knowing. So when you think, oh why would He let this happen? This is that. This dude has a plan. And when you think, why would you do that? I don't want it to work like that. You're, you're going against him saying you can do his job better. I think this guy is fully capable, knows what he's doing, and knows the um, knows everything's going to end up okay in the end. So sometimes you got to take one step back, take two steps forward type thing. And sometimes humans, we can't see that because, um, you know, we're just humans. And if you, it's hard to fit. If we could just fit this God all-knowing inside of, like, our little brains – you want to be a God worth worshiping. So you got to know that his ways are a lot higher than our ways. Um, okay. Matt, do you have a, uh, do you have a uh, clap back for that? Uh, first of all, I'd just like to say um, uh, everything on this that's being said right now uh, should not be taken as literal fact. This is all just merely speculation. Nobody can prove for sure which of this. I might be wrong. Kyle might be wrong. Everybody might be wrong. Hey, don't forget the moderator, dog. Yeah, moderator might be wrong. The world might have come from, uh, I don't know, some random guy just, that just farted somewhere. I don't know. But, um, farted us into existence. Yeah, farted us into existence. <laughs> um, yeah, this is just friendly. Just yeah, this two, is... two worldviews talking about what they believe. Uh, well... I guess for that, uh, you were talking about, uh, I don't remember if you were talking about this before you said that or while you were saying that, you were talking about, uh, you know, humans had turned to sin. You know, what makes a sin a sin? Like, I feel like a sin is a very objective word, objective word. Um, you know, sin to, sin to me is the same thing as uh, a malicious act. So, like, you know, what makes a sin a sin? What, like, there's some things that I would do that I probably wouldn't consider a sin that you would, that if you did, you would probably consider it a sin. Yeah, you know, and, um, so in the Bible, it's very, very clear cut what a sin is. He goes right. over, and um, the, if you go all the way back to the Garden of Eden, they only had one rule. Don't eat from the tree. Don't eat from the tree of good and evil. And then you go to earth you have ten commandments don't break them we broke them so it's and it, like sexual immorality is a sin adult like adultery is a sin lying is a sin all this stuff and um you know um like we, in, we, in we simple all, terms like causing harm to other people we all have you know just we all co- have. actually sometimes it could be like causing like it can also be like causing harm to yourself too it's just like it's doing an act that would make you seem like a, uh, like no, I wouldn't say like a uh, a douche per se, but more like a, a jerk. You know, no, it's, not putting you in a good light. That, man, it's um, Jesus said, 
if you look at a woman with lust, you have already committed the sin of adultery in your heart. That's that's how perfect God is and how imperfect humans are, where we, we can't even live anymore without sinning. It's impossible for us. And when you say, what is sin? Well, sin is to be taught to be. It's kind of like the saying to, to errors to be yeah, it's if you make fun of someone, you um, – very simple things like you get drunk, you get high. That's a sin. All this. Um, use but even if you name. say, oh, my God, that's a sin. That's taking the Lord's name in vain. Yes, it is. And it's crazy because a lot of – most Christians do it. Pretty much everyone does it. And it's if you really believe this guy saved you, why would you use the name as a curse word? But it's just something humans do. And, um, you know, sin, sin is just something – um, that goes against God because God um, made a perfect world for us, paradise, and said, keep it perfect, don't sin, we sin. So uh, it's just kind of God's law is what sin is, and we broke it. So uh, now that we've gone over, like, you know, like, you know, about the Bible and stuff like that on Kyle's side, Matt, do you want to explain, like, your side, like, you know, with, like, evolution, Big Bang Theory and stuff like that? Um, to me, it's just... There's more rock solid evidence. There's, some, there's stuff I can see or stuff I can touch. You know, I can go to. The, Could you explain the uh, the history of that? So like, you know we can. Like, you want me to go over, like the history of how it happened? Yeah, just basically, just uh, just give us a lowdown. Like, don't keep it too long. Yeah, well, approximately six million years ago, um, there was a cloud of dust and gas that condensed so tightly that it eventually exploded and created our star, which was. Uh, Alpha Centauri, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and then from the residue of, and the leftovers of that explosion from that crater, our star, we had our seven planets uh, created. And uh, miraculously, um, only one of them was perfect for human con- con- uh, conditions for yeah. living. And, yeah, but it's just, you know, it, there was nothing there yet, but... You know, there's still a lot of gaps that need to be filled in, uh, but from what we know now, it, it started off as single-celled organisms, then it went to multi-celled organisms, then it went to organisms that could walk on land and breathe air, and then, you know, so on and so forth. You had a couple mass extinctions here and there. And then eventually, you know, you got to where we are now with um, approximately 7.8 billion people on this planet, and we're destroying it as we speak, but, you know, now, how long did you say this happened again? Um, my, I don't remember exactly what I heard. I, I went with some cosmos. I think it was like six million, seven million, something like that. I, don't remember. I, th- I think six million would be all right because the, uh, the Earth is approximately 4.6 million years old. So yeah, I think it would be somewhere around the five, six million year range. Whoa, whoa. You, the textbooks say billions. I, like I said, I like dinosaurs live. Hundreds of millions of years ago. Yeah, like like, like I said, I don't remember. Exactly. And um, I like how you, yeah, it's no one knows for certain anyway. Yeah. Is what you're saying from your side, and uh, I I think there's more flaws in that uh, explanation by evolution and Big Bang, because when you got it, when you think of it, Big Bang is everything in the universe came into existence one time and was suck. It was more dense than what well, they that, say. A, the head of a pin, and it, and it spun around really fast. 
and when you think of that, everything in the universe is so so wide and great. It would be bigger than any black hole, more dense, and how would anything escape from that? So that that's the first one. And then the um, wall of angular momentum says something's spinning and explodes. Everything will start spinning in the same direction, and matter will be equally distributed everywhere. And then that wouldn't explain that two, maybe three planets spin backwards, moons on planets spin backwards, an entire galaxy spins backwards. And then you go into, so Earth was like this rock, right? That's what evolution says. And then it got really hot, and then it rained for millions of years, just like torrential, created this um, primordial soup or whatever. And then through that, single-celled organisms kind of like went about and expanded, you know, <clears throat> multiplied. Mm-hmm, eventually mm-hmm. turns like a, an animal. And the problem with this is, um, is that once an animal forms, like what what evolved first? Because evolution says takes so slow, so complex. What evolved first, the heart or the blood? Because there's blood and no heart. There's nothing to pump the blood. If there's a heart and no blood. There's nothing for the heart to pump. And that goes for every single function in your body. And then somehow this happens, right? Perfect animal comes out. At the same same generation, same lifespan of this animal, another one of that exact kind needs to come about and be of the opposite sex. And they have to be close enough to each other where they can find each other with food that they could eat that doesn't exist yet for them to have kids. And then, um, so that's just my side. That, that can't happen. And then even when it explodes, um, you know, why would, why would this... Um, sun have 98% helium and hydrogen and then um, the other planets have a very very low amount of helium so it's not equal dis- distribution well, uh, your rebuttal I have a couple points to go through here first of all I'm not saying that the theories of evolution and the big bang I'm not saying they're not alone I'm not saying it's definitely it's, it's definitely a long shot it's, it's miraculous that we've come this far I mean We've gone from living in caves and trees and all to, you know, being in houses. Um, and uh, the universe is very different from the galaxy. The universe is all of the galaxies in one. The gal- we live in a singular galaxy and we live revolving around one star. The Big Bang is what created our star. Our, so it's not, it didn't create the universe. It was it was just our star, so, you know. And then with your angular... Uh, Momentum. Yeah. Um, that can be explained sort of through the chaos of what would have been going on, you know. Because every, every action has equal and opposite reaction. So, you know, you get a meteor that's spinning at a... That's coming at a moon that's spinning what, uh, clockwise. Hits it hard enough to send it counterclockwise. That, that can explain that. Um, and to your heart and uh, blood thing, um, like I said, there's still a lot of gaps that need to be explained. Like, we still can't explain. There's still missing links between how we got from um, our common ancestor with the monkeys to um, how we are now. Because a lot of people say, you know, you ha- you've everybody's seen that chart where it's like the monkey and it's the one that's like walking. Yeah, like, it's, over. The the that's, it's actually... It's very inaccurate. We didn't come from monkeys. We we have a common ancestor with monkeys, so um, 
So, you know, it's just, I feel like, you know, while the Big Bang and the evolution are definitely a very, very, very high long shot, I feel like it's, I feel like God being out there is definitely a long shot too. Everything really is a long shot when you think about it. Um, Going back to the, you know, living in caves and common ancestors with chimps and all this. Um, I don't think so. I think, well, as you know, I believe the Bible. God created us separate and um, in his own image and gave us domain over all the animals. And we were a lot smarter than them. And that's why you see us today. Um, You know, so so smart and, um, you know, just ruling the world basically because, um, you know, we are made in God's own image. And we were given domain over these animals. And I think that gives a better explanation than um, when we separated, I guess, from our common ancestors, the monkeys. And, um, so we just were smarter than them and then eventually got this far. Because you got to think, humans, if we were just slowly evolving, you would still see um, the, the in-betweens today, right? You would still see the the in-between man monkey type thing. That's where you can sort of look to DNA to sort of yeah. fill that in. And great point on DNA because if I handed you a book, you would say, oh, there has to be an author because, you know, it's a book. It's got all these words that mm-hmm. form a sentence mm-hmm. and punctuation and all the and information. Yeah. DNA is the, is the book of life and it has so much information on it. It's more complex than and all NASA's yeah. supercomputers. And it's telling us how tall we're going to be, you know, or the color of our hair, the color of our eyes, this and that. And then not only that, they need everything in your body needs to be able to read this book of life DNA to be able to uh, do the functions. So when I look at DNA, I I see book. And when I see book, I know there's an author. And uh, that's what I think. So we, we never evolved from any other animal. We were never living, we were never a caveman with fighting for our lives. We always were a lot smarter than the animals and given uh, dominion over them. So I got, so how do you explain like all the similarities? Like we can, we can go through our biological structure and see a lot of similarities between us and different animals. You can, you can even go to our DNA and see why, why would God create such a super superior being to all the other ones on this earth? But you know, give it half the DNA that it has with, like, a, a banana or a tree. Yeah, when you say we, we like, we could be um, ancestors of ours could be chimps, well, chimps and us are related also. When you go by chromosomes, they have a similar Very similar, yeah. Bananas and fruits and this and that. And you can look at these vegetables and plants and say, okay, well, I didn't come from that. That's ridiculous. And uh, so I'm not, like, when you say, God, why would he do this Like with the same information? Why would a, a computer coder use the same information, same code on Microsoft Word as he did in Excel? Okay, because he already has the information written up. Why would you need to write a whole new one out? So I would say Microsoft Word and Microsoft Excel use a lot of the same code too. And when you see similarities in between animals and this and that, they say, oh, that's evidence for a common ancestor. I say now, 
that's evidence for a common designer. That's, that's a fair point. That's, that's a fair point. point. Uh, that's a fair, I say it's, it's a fair point, but I say it's a subjective point. It's definitely a point of view type thing, you know, because coming into this, we had our own points. We just shared them. And, you know, During this podcast, yeah. Yeah. But um, I guess my biggest issue with that kind of thing is, um, you know, there's – you can't really see it, like – why I don't really know how to word this but um alright I, I, I lost it it's gone alright Dan next question well you know I, I, I was gonna I was gonna say something like before Kyle tackled it like you know like if we, like you know if there's proof for a common ancestor like you know like you know based on the fact like could there be like in in Kyle's word, like a common designer and like kind of really answered my question, but like, you know, common designer over common ancestor, but. Well, if we don't have any more questions, can I just, um, you know, start talking almost, almost like preaching kind of, if you will. But I just want to say, um, yeah, go ahead. Kyle. When you say your sin might be different than someone else's sin type thing, you, you viewed something as, right and someone else might see you doing it and say it wrong okay it's a lot more important what god says is right than what you think is right because at the end of the day this is this is his house these are his rules so we got to listen. we're just the guest right yeah exactly we're we're uh we're almost like a drawing on a paper compared to, compared to god i'm just and it's just when people people don't want to believe in god right because it cause sin is fun it's pleasurable it's this and that and you believe in god well i gotta get up my give up my sin now right it's just like why would i want to do that because i don't want to be accountable for these sins because i heard of the punishment for them and it's like okay if i don't believe in it okay i can't be accountable for it well i'm honest i'm not trying to prove anyone wrong i'm honestly telling you because whether you you think i do or not i know i know um whether you believe it or not you're gonna be judged when you die and um that's just a fact you, just, you probably don't think it's fact. Yeah. Saying it, but again, um, the term "fact" is very uh, loosely should be very loosely used because history has been written by the winners. I'm sure. Correct. If, I'm sure if Britain would have won the Revolutionary War, if Germany would have won World War Two, we 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 in America would probably be speaking German right now. So, but it is a fact that we speak English, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's definitely a fact. But fact is subjective. You know, you have. I'm sure, I'm sure, um, you know, like you go to countries like Iraq where they have a lot of these um, terrorist groups, I'm sure, you know, these terrorist groups are spreading propaganda saying they're the good guys, you know, our, our cause is just, you know, yeah, they're, they're no, the, I agree. the, the capitalist pigs in the West are the cause of all right, they and so, yeah, they, yeah they, so they, they pick, they, they, they picture themselves as the hero for their country, right? And yeah. For you saying, um, people don't want to follow God because you know I have then I have to give up my sin. I, I say you don't need God to live a pure life. I don't. You don't need a book to say you can't do this. You can't do that. Humans are born. You don't have to tell a human punching somebody in the face is wrong. You know you have you know to why? You, have, you have to tell a toddler because you know they have they don't understand it. 
Yeah. yeah, it's like it's like it's like the saying, "Don't teach a dog like new, don't, don't teach an old dog new tricks." So would, the, you know, you gotta teach him like that. Everyone has mostly the same morals, right? Yeah. But and you know, God says He writ- the law is written on our hearts. Okay, we are all born with morals from Him, and that's another thing. Evolution. Do you think we'd all have the exact same morals and? Not beliefs, but you know, saying right from wrong type thing. Like, I like I don't. I'm not gonna kill anyone, but I was just created by evolution. Who's to say that guy over there isn't gonna kill someone, right? And that that's by God. God writ His law on everyone, so we were all accountable for it. We all knew it, okay. And when we found sin, it's kind of like it's kind of like drinking underage. I have to think of it, okay. We're not supposed to. It's against the law. We still do it because it's fun. We were it's pleasurable, right? This is this is fun. We're gonna do it anyway. And it, it's not the Bible isn't for information, right? It's not to tell you something. It's also for transformation. God knows you, you're messed up, and He's gonna accept you the way you are, but He's gonna change you. He's gonna transform you into a new being. When you were saved, when you experienced the Holy Spirit, when you were born again, as the Bible says. You're not the old man. You're, you're not the old person you were. You're a new creation in God's eyes. You are washed clean, and that's what it is. It's, it's not just for information. It's for transformation. So we're, we are all accountable for sin. We, are all, we all deserve hell, but by the grace of God, he came down. He said, listen, I know, I know you were um, so imperfect. You sinned against me. You, you used my name in vain. You curse me. You don't want anything to do with me. You you break all my laws. I still love you. That is he still gives us another chance. Still is, willing to be kind enough. People are saying, oh, why would he give us one chance? Why isn't this one right? Why isn't that one right? Listen, we're just lucky he gave us away. If we're in a burning building and all of the exits are fiery except for one, and I'm saying, yo, Matt, we got to get out of here. Go this way, you say. Well, I don't want to go that way. I'm going to go my own way. Okay, I told you. But you go that way, you're surely going to die. And it's that type of thing. It's like, I give you directions to my house. And I say, this is the only way you can go to get to my house. And he's like, well, I don't want to go that way. I'll I'll make my own way. Okay, you can try, but you're not going to get to my house. So it's it's that that's what I think. That's a good point. Um, I just sort of, I feel like, you know, a lot of people, who don't like truly like who just go to church but they don't really like have a motive for being they, there they don't really perceive like the message yeah, that's they, going on in the church just, like all right so i follow this i don't want to go to hell so i'm gonna, i'm not gonna do this i'm not gonna do that that's sort of i feel like they use it as more of a moral compass than sort of sure. a spiritual meaning but yeah. the, the, I, they think pain, thing church is pain more is, than pleasure right yeah Another thing I should probably point out, I feel like religion is definitely a place of comfort for some people. People, you know, It's a place for people to turn to when they can't explain something. For example, the great minds like Copernicus, when he couldn't explain you know, why something was happening in the universe, he said, maybe that's where the heavens take over and I can't, I'm not capable of interpreting it. You know, the, the prospect of death for me, because the way I believe it, when you die, you're dead. There's nothing after. You know, that's terrifying for me, but you know, I accept it. It's, it's an inevitability. So it's a real thing, you, right? You might as well just... You might as well just... Yeah, uh, all humans are born with the fear of death. But, um, 
I'm just saying most people a lot of people go to church to go. I'm not know? saying a lo- I'm not saying a lot of people. No, no, I, I'm saying a lot of people honestly because most people do that. You see all the churches in the world, people going, but going to church is to get you to heaven. Yeah, that's that's a fact. God doesn't care how many times you went to church. If you don't want to go, don't yeah. go because it's it's not going to have an effect on God. If you don't want to be there. God doesn't want you to be there. You know what I'm saying? And um, you and a lot of people, the problem with people now, they seek the glory of man more than the glory of God. They, they, that's the problem. They were saying, oh, I'm going to church. Like, look at me. I'm a good person. Well, I can do this. And, everyone, you know, you make a basket in the playoffs. Everyone goes crazy. But, you know, you go to Sixers games, you're all waving your hands up and down. You hear a Christian song on the radio or playing with a bunch of people around. You're not going to put your hands up. You're not going to praise God. And um, that's the thing. People are more scared of what their friends think than what God thinks. And, um, I'm sorry. What, what was the other point you made? You were saying um, it's a place of comfort. Yeah, it's a place of comfort for a lot of people. But uh, I, I, I definitely understand that, though. I definitely understand yeah. having something to turn to. Is definitely yeah, when you can't explain something, yes. right? It's definitely very comfort. It's just like this is out of my control. Maybe there's mm-hmm. someone yeah. who is in control. Mm-hmm. And um, dude, I thought the same thing. I always, but I always kind of knew there was a God. I thought like I was like. I wanted there to be God. You know, so. I sort and of, then, and then um, it was made known that there was a God. And um, if you're going to heaven, it's proof that you're going to heaven is the Holy Spirit. People on the outside who have experienced that say, well, you, you can't see God. You can't have a conversation with God. He can't talk back to you. And I disagree. You can feel that it's a presence. It's a warming presence. It's almost like you ever do a good deed, you get a good feeling. Mm-hmm. Like, we're like chills. It's like on the inside, and it's just this overwhelming amount of joy and happiness. And it's real, and you, and he, it leads you, it does things for you. He makes himself known because he's been with you your whole life. It's just when are you people think just like people? seeing is believing, and when? that's definitely not the right way to be, like, you know, oh, yeah, stuff like, like that. Doubting Thomas was a pop, like, Thomas was an apostle, and they said Jesus rose from dead. He said, So I can. Put my hands and put my fingers in the holes in his side where the spear uh, pierced him. See the hands and the holes in his hands. I, I'm not believing you. Then Jesus came up to him and he's like, "Lord, is that you?" And he said, "Put your finger in the hole in my side. Look at my hands." And he said, "For you see me and now you believe me. But blessed are those who do not see me and still believe me." And um, I, 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 I don't. I have this Christian point of view, right? And I'm looking to you as a friend. I don't want you to go to hell because my perspective. No one deserves it. All these people I'm friends with are like good people. And, you know, for humans um, views, but it's, it's almost like you're you, like, they're on a conveyor belt, right? And it's just leading to this cliff mm-hmm. or they're in a line. They just keep walking, but they don't see it. And I'm standing over here. I'm like, dude, you're going off the edge. You got to get out of there. And it, that that's just what I see. And my heart is tired for those who can't see it and don't want to know God. So it's not, it's, you don't have to earn your way into heaven. It's, you just got to say, God, in your heart, truly say it. Because like I said, people that go to church and not really you know, understand, they don't know God. They don't have a relationship with it. You got to honestly say in your heart, 
listen, I messed up. I'm wrong. I'm sorry. I sinned against you. Lord, forgive me. I trust in you. Then, immediately, he will save you. Then, Well, it might not be immediate, but if you keep praying, he's going to save you. And you're going to go through maybe a lot of spiritual warfare, tribulations, hard time. But when you when you truly give over to him, that it's he's never going to let go of you. Once you're his sheep, he's a good shepherd. He's always going to come back for you because we're wandering sheep, right? We, we go off the path. Like I, I'm on fire for Jesus. I'm going. Then then I go get drunk. I I'm looking for me instead of God. He's always going to bring me back. He's always going to come for me. Because he's and he's the shepherd lays down his life for the sheep, and, and that's what he did for us, man. And if you just truly ask, like, forgive me, I want to know you. He's gonna make himself known for whoever asks will receive if he uh, asks truly in his heart. Um, what I don't understand is why you have to believe in God to get into heaven. Like, why can't you just be a good person on your own and then? You know, you go to heaven, and he's like, oh, you were you were good in life. You qualified to get into heaven, but, oops, sorry, you didn't believe. Sorry, down you go. Yeah, but, uh... So what, like, is it, what is it with God, and you have to believe in him to reap the rewards? Why can't you get it? this? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. You, you're walking down the street, right? And you see this huge house. Like, it's the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. There's pools outside, nice supercars. Yeah. You go and knock on the door. Guy comes in and answers. He says, "Who are you?" He said, "I'm Matt. I'm just living in your house. I don't know you. Get out of here." But God's supposed to know you. He's supposed to know everything you do. He knows. No, he knows everything you do, but you don't know him. So therefore, you don't know each other. So he's not going to let you in because it's like God said this, or Jesus said this: "Those that acknowledge me before men." I will acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. And those who deny me before men, I will deny before my Father who is in heaven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what it is. If you, don't, if you, don't, if you deny him your whole life and say it's wrong, you know, I, I'll, I'm a good person, I don't really want to believe in that. Like, I don't know, there's so many religions out there, I don't know which one's right, this and that, and you just say, you know what, I'm just going to go sinful ways or live a good life. If you don't know Jesus, because we already sinned, dude. we're already done, we're going to hell. And then Jesus is like, dude, just Jesus is in like this rowboat. He's just like, take my hand, I'll see you. And you're looking at him like, I don't want to take his hand. And you just Some refuse and they drown, yeah. And that's what it is. So it's it's not that uh, he doesn't know everything you do. Everything you say and do is uh, heard and seen with eyes and ears of God. But it's just whether you want to you choose him or not, it's up to you. I, I, but... I feel like the analogy used, it was definitely a good analogy, you know, it made me think, but I feel like it's, it's too far from what you're thinking of, you know, you're, you're saying heaven is, is this perfect place, but, you know, mm-hmm. the rich mansion isn't a perfect place, you know, it, and God and some rich guy is completely different. No, no, I'm, they are completely different, but I'm saying, I, I get, you I don't get know the that rich man, you don't know God, they want you in. I, I get what you're saying. It's just I, I disagree with the point. And um, you know, I feel like for me, the past like six years has sort of been a very trivial time. I've I've bounced from 
religion to religion. Uh, a lot of spiritual warfare. Yeah, I was... I'm trying to find the truth. Yeah, I was Christian from pretty much birth till about fourth or fifth grade. Then in, like, sixth grade, I was like, I think after you die, you come back as a different person or a different animal or something like that. Like reincarnation yeah. stuff like that? And then uh, seventh and eighth grade is sort of where I started turning to more, like, science to answer my questions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I understand. I mean, science does science backs up a lot of the stuff that you know that it they you know if they tries to science science is kind of like a weird thing too. Like you know, it it goes against some of the things that you know Kyle may think about. Like you know, for example, uh, evolution would have definitely go against that. Like you know, yeah, like instead of God created man, like you know, we evolved from these gorillas, monkeys, orangutans, whatever you want to call them. And then, you know, we, we gained knowledge and did all these things. But, you know, I, th- I, I think I think both sides are a fair point. I think there I think there is a possibility that we could have evolved from a from a quote unquote similar ancestor or we could have been placed on this world by a greater being. But it, it's all you got to take all this stuff with a grain of sand, you know, because yeah. it's it's just like, you know, very... Uh, science is very like subjective. You know, you have the science that backs up the proof of global warming, and then you know there's people there who are just like global warming isn't real because it's cold outside. But you know, you have scientific facts that ice caps are melting, ozone is depleting, it's getting hotter. Yeah, when you when you look at science today, um, for like evolution, Big Bang, it's a lot of it is trying to find a non supernatural way the Earth came about because for the longest time it was all religion. Saying, wait a second, a more sensible way to get your point across. Let me me just try to figure out a way that this could have happened without a God, right? But um, I don't think there is anything that has more evidence than for God, and um, it's a lot easier for me to say than you, obviously. But I feel like there might be like a possible middle ground to this. I feel like maybe God put us here to maybe discover these things. You wanted to see, you know, how far we come. I feel like, or maybe God created the Big Bang so we would discover something like that. Maybe or some God created us to discover the wonders of well, what His creation. Some joint situation. Let me, let me tell you something. There's a, the main purpose why we were created. For I'm going to say for the point that we are created, um, is to give glory to God. God didn't create us to be there for us. He created us. Because it gives him pleasure, it makes him feel good, it makes him joyful. He didn't create us for us to just run around here and not know him and not praise him. Because he's saying it's when you do something for yourself, it's because it makes you feel good, right? And that's what God is doing for us. Okay, He brought us into existence for His own pleasure, and He didn't. Um, you know, He's He's not impressed. You know, with us, he he's for all the things that he's done. This is nothing. He he created this whole thing for us. He he did all this. He's not impressed with us. Like that's just how it is. He he would rather us be singing and praying to him than solving the world's mysteries. That's just how it is. Well, I feel like that kind of to me that's just sort of not really possible in terms of. You know, 
like I, like you said earlier, humans naturally turn to sin because sin is better. But well, you know, he wants he wants us to be there to praise God, but humans are here and we want to advance ourselves. You know, science is to help explain. It's, you know, engineering is to help advance and all that. So you know, we want to advance ourselves. We want to make life better for ourselves. And I feel like nowadays there's not enough room for God and ourselves. So we either have to go back to a darker age where we don't have all the uh, amenities that we have today, but where we have uh, the metaphorical comfort of God. Uh, sorry to say metaphorical. But no, this is your point. Yeah. Um, I'd say is a. Uh, oh, I wasn't. Oh, I'm sorry. It was. I just wanted to say, like, you know, it's we either have to go back to dark ages where it's all religion, or we have to sort of we have to focus all on advancement and making ourselves as a human race better. And I feel like that point could kind of be used to say, like, to make the human race better, we have to go back to God. I feel like that could be a possible point of that. But I feel like the best solution would probably be to find a middle ground. You know, I feel like. For a while, from like the early '90s to like almost mid to late 2000s, um, you know, we had we had a good middle ground, you know, where people believed in God and, and they had a sort of thing. And, they had a balance. But, yeah, and then you know you had enough where science was advancing, and you know, so it wouldn't completely throw us off the course of God, but um, sort of turn, but enough to sort of protect us from anything that might need might need to find or protect ourselves from um me personally i'd say take the world but give me jesus that that jesus god will provide with you with everything you need that take the world and give me jesus that's what it is if if you had this picture this i got a huge Right, set it you know across this room, and I just took a tiny piece of tape, threw it in a rope. I said the rope is the eternity and the afterlife. I said this tape, this little piece of tape, is our life on earth. Which one would you want to live for? Explain that again. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out for you. Is this core right here disconnected anything? Uh, yeah. Okay, I'm taking this one. All right, this cord is across the poker table for you listeners. All the way across. This is the eternity in heaven or hell. Or we'll say for heaven, okay? And this little white uh, fabric thing right here. This is earth. Send this right on there. I'd say which one would you want to live for? Because you're going to be dead, dead for a long time. Once you're gone, you're not coming back. And the thing is, it's the biggest risk to not leave and the highest reward to leave no risk. If I die today and find out this is all fake, it doesn't matter. I'm not, I don't, I don't even know. But... I do die today, and it is real. It made all the difference. And if someone didn't believe, died today, died today, and got in hell, they're going to be wishing that they listened to the person telling them to believe. 
because that's all you have to do. It's nothing you can't earn your way by doing this great big thing. It's Ephesians two eight. You are saved by grace, like grace of God through faith. And this is not of your own doing. This is a free gift of God, not by works, so that no may boast. So it's not, oh, I did this, and I got in heaven better than you. It's, he saved me. I, I asked, and he listened, and he, he answered. I couldn't do anything. He saved me. He did everything for me. There's nothing I can do without God. And um, the uh, time I got saved is that first time I experienced the Holy Spirit, I got to my new church, and this guy, Jeff, the preacher, he said, we were all praying, and he said, everyone, like, repeat in your head after me, Jesus, without you, I am blind. Without you, I'm deaf. Jesus, without you, I'm crippled. Lord, without you, I am dead. And I was just like, that's it. And I, I felt him, and I said, this is real. This is it. I need to start living for God. And after that, it's no, it's he saved me, and that's all I can say. Um, in response to your uh, uh, cord with the little wing spec, I've seen very similar models used to demonstrate um, the timeline of the universe in terms of the Big Bang. If that's what happened, um, uh, I saw it on Cosmos. Uh, in terms of calendar year, um, you know the. Almost the entire calendar year, if it's the entire history of the universe is this book of one year, um, humans only have only been around for probably the last few seconds of that calendar year. It's, all, it's almost the New Year clock sticking where I'm just out the door. Um, so I feel, and then you know, you as a whole would take a few, probably milliseconds of that if we were looking on the grand scheme of things. Um, so, and then. I was actually curious about like, what changed you over to um, Christianity. And I feel like, uh, for me, what changed me over to um, uh, really... Uh, Atheism, what, you know, not knowing like, science. It was just sort of, you know, for me it was sort of, I found out that, you know, I was finding out that all these things that I had previously believed uh, weren't real. For example, Santa Claus, Tooth Fairy, and stuff like that, you know. Yeah. So well, this is fake. Why do we know? Yeah. So I feel like. <gasps> you mean to tell me the tooth fairy is not real? Listen, I'm sorry. Right? <laughs> I'm sorry to burst your bubble, but you know, tooth fairy isn't real. Too it's late. It's already <laughs> burst. Uh, but, uh, anyway, you were saying. You know, it's just sort of. You know, I don't feel comfortable not knowing what if God is real. So I sort of said. God isn't real, but you know this is what happened. So that sort of comes from knowing what I'm going for is definitely more comforting than not knowing what I'm going after I die. You know what? Your point. You said a lot of times. I still don't know. Don't know till I die. So time is the biggest factor. So you. So you still do not know. And what you should do now is just my Christian point of view. Just, just to make sure, really in your heart, ask ask God to make Himself known, because unless you do that, you'll never really know. And then, you know, we are, we all have a fear of death, and um, we all desire to know our Creator. It's 
there is one. And he wants to know us just as much, probably more, because, uh, no, he laid down his life for us. Why wouldn't he want to know us? That's So when you say it's more comfortable believing what you're believing, it's I'd argue probably not because what what if you're wrong type thing? Listen, if there is a God, I want to know. I'm like, God knows every, the number of hairs on your head. He knows everything you've done. He knows everything about you. Why wouldn't you want to know him? It's all. It's so. I know you said you tried a few times. You know, got you try to uh, find, find a religion, find God in a sense. But just really, really asking your heart is what I'm trying to encourage you to do. Is just really ask Jesus for forgiveness. Get into it, and then and then tell me there, there's a difference type thing. And I can definitely vouch for it because I used to be, like, when I was young, I was, I was always very religious. You know, God was real. You know, we came for sure, for sure. You know, I used to go to Sunday school all the time. But it's just sort of, you know, seeing all the, like, all the changes in information, you know, all the evidence that was presented in front of me. And I was just sort of like, you know, it's just... To me, it's not, it's not logical to believe in something that there's evidence against. If I'm, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I go to hell. It's my fault. I, I understand that. Yeah. But the, if I'm right, then it's, it, either way, it's, if I'm right, I'm dead. I'm, I'm, it's going to be eternal darkness. If I'm wrong, it's hell, eternal suffering. I, they're both the same thing. I would argue, because when we think of hell, we can only think of, bad human things and just imagine how much worse uh, a supreme being could be it's not we're not in the flesh we, we we don't die down there it's it's we're in the spirit and spirit doesn't die and it's just so hot if it was on earth we wouldn't be able to survive the smells are probably so awful and we're probably being tormented and you hear the screams are so loud it's not a place you want to be for sure and it's just like Okay, you're saying if I die, okay, well, it's not real. I'll never know. If it is real, okay, I'll take my punishment type thing. But I'm telling you, there is a way to eternal happiness, to know God, to be in heaven. And that's, I just want you to try to take that route just to see what it is. Because I, I can't make you do anything. I can't change your heart. Um, that's That's out of my hands, but. You're saying either way, this or that. It's, no, I can tell you that we know because we're we're like conscious, you know, self-aware that we aren't just gonna disappear. Is that that what we can't even comprehend that? You know what I'm saying? And um, I'd say you just gotta you just gotta get into it and see if there is a way to heaven. Because uh, if not, well, you're in trouble. Yeah, I definitely. It's been a while since I've really done anything very religious. The most recent time I went to church was probably a couple months ago for my niece's christening. And, you know, I just, for me, the biggest thing is that church is very outdated. It's not, it doesn't speak to a lot of people the way it used to. The message is getting old. It's been repeated a thousand times over. People are getting tired of it. God is, God is 
watching you if you're not, you know, on your game, he's going to, you better repent or he's going to come smack you in the face with some good old punishment or something. That's a very narrow way of yeah, looking at it. Yeah, in the hands of an angry guy yeah. type thing. That's very, because I grew up around, there was a Christian and a Catholic church. I was baptized in a Christian church. Um, also, I, the farthest I got was, or I received my communion at, at the same church I was baptized. So. Yeah, um, I don't know if you want to do it on the podcast or off, but you can talk about the difference between Catholic and Christian because that was like my biggest like question. Like, okay, I'm raised Catholic, and I'm finding out all these things that goes almost against that. Um, and you know, I even went to talk to the priest a few times, a couple times, for like four or five hours total. And uh, a lot of differences, a lot of confusion. But uh, I don't know if you want to do a separate podcast or talk later, but uh, we can talk about that anyway. Um, I feel like we have time to do a little brief thing before we wrap it up here. All right, so uh, when you say like Catholic, Christian, um, I grew up Catholic, baptized as a baby, communion, uh, confirmation, and uh, I saw a lot of things. I, didn't, I was so boring. It was a chore going to CCD. Never wanted to go to church. Like, okay, this is boring. This priest is just old and slow and yeah. I'm falling asleep. That's, that was my biggest issue. And, and then I uh, was introduced to, well, okay, so I had my brother as my, my sponsor, right? Mm-hmm. And my brother, at the same time, he was driving this soap company, like delivery, mm-hmm. and he just heard uh, like this, this radio station, Hope FM, and there's like, it was like they have like all day preachers on there and stuff mm-hmm. and like music. And he was just like, whoa, why was I never taught this stuff? Like, what? And then he met this guy, Jeff, at the gym, our passion now. And he was like, he found out his passion. I talked to him for like four hours. And he also talked to my aunt, who was a nun. And he was just like, okay, I need to find the truth. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he, he just came to the conclusion that uh, Christianity, um, Protestant, was right. Yeah. And I went to this church, and I was just like, I learned more in about two weeks than I had my entire life. And I was he was energetic, enthusiastic. I met with him. He would just talk. I started reading the Bible, and I was saying, and you can look at the difference in Catholic. Like, um, Catholic Church, priests aren't allowed to marry, right? Yeah. Um, Bible says men should marry unless they have the gift of singleness, mm-hmm. or they will burn with passion. That's why, they, that's why you see the priests molest people. Mm-hmm. They're burning with passion and lust, and they, they're not allowed to uh, get married and this and that. And then you see um, uh, baby, like infant baptism, right? And, okay, why are they getting baptized as babies? They don't know this. Like, that's taking away their free will, God-given, right? And th- that's, that's what I was like, why are they doing this baby? And, like, there's accounts in um, Romans where the Apostle Paul, he went to these people, and they're saying, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you're baptized? And they're like, What's the Holy Spirit? We don't know what that is. And it was, if you don't know what you're getting baptized in you, into, has no effect because baptism is a symbol of something that happens on the inside of God changing your heart. He's cleansing you. You're dying, you're dying to sin, coming out of the water, and rising to God type thing. 
a living here. I'm living pure life. And then I'm like, okay, why does this priest think he can forgive me of my sins? Like, he's not God. Like, what? And uh, so that's another thing. They can't really do that. And they, I talked to this guy, and he was just like, yeah, we're, it's more like he thinks he can forgive people of sins for some reason. And he's saying for a lot of people, it's more psychological where they can talk to someone. Like, they don't have to go to the facts. They're talking to this invisible guy. And Jesus said, truly I say to you, there is no mediator between God and man except for Christ Jesus. Or something along those lines. And I'm like, why does this guy think he can put himself in with Jesus? Like, that's some elite company in there. And there's also some other stuff. And then um, you just need to find a church that preaches the Bible because um, – the word of God is the only thing that can save you. Like Jesus, God is the only thing that can save you. Um, it says, the, uh, trying to think of the verse. Hebrews 4.12 says, the word of God is uh, act alive and living and active, sharper than any twist. Sure. That's, that's what pierces your heart because humans have a heart condition, right? Our hearts are hard. We don't want to listen to this or that. Like We just want to do our own thing. We want to do our sin. And then until we receive the word of God, like God telling us, like his message, his word, because the Bible is God breathed. That's what penetrates our heart and opens us up to it. So that, that's a miracle in itself. And uh, that's when I found my church. I was like, okay, this is the truth. I'm not going to say the Catholic church is bad. There's a lot of safe people in there. There's a, but it's just my whole family's Catholic, so my brother, and I feel bad because it's just like, you have not been opened up to this whole new world of things where you don't have, like, my preacher, he just knows the word. He's, he just delivers it, and he's passionate about it. And it's it's a lot more, um, like, in the face than Catholic Church, you know, stand up, kneel, communion, whatever. And uh, that's just how I found the truth. So, uh, my story. <laughs> I feel like, um, you know, the Bible is very open to interpretation, which interpretation is right. Time will tell. You know, I'm sure you ask a Catholic priest and then a Christian priest and then a Lutheran priest and Baptist, so on and so forth. You, know, you ask um, a Judaic priest, you ask a, uh, um, I don't know the proper term for a Islamic priest. Amen. You ask them, I'm sure they would all say my interpretation of this is correct. And um, so I that, feel like it's very subjective. That's true. And saying there is a God and a devil, right? The devil would say, okay, if God created a way. I'm going to create a whole bunch of other religions so people will be confused. And um, that's why that's why you see all these like different things. Like God created this way. Jesus, He came down. It's like, listen, I'm going to save my people, and. The Satan's still thinking he's gonna he's gonna be uh, like God one day, and he's just like, oh, I'm gonna ruin all his plans. I'm gonna create this. I'm gonna create um, the Quran, um, you know, all, like Hinduism, Buddhism, and all this and that. And that's why you see so many different religions that don't. And people are like, okay, I don't know what is what. I'm gonna do my own thing. I have my own perception of what God is, and no one can tell me different. And you will never find there if you look at all the different religions they're all missing the jesus factor right they're all missing you can 
find contradictions and fallacies in all these different religions, except for one. That's the Bible. It's written over 1,500 years by over 40 different people on three different continents. And it all adds up perfectly and points to Jesus. And when you look at the Quran, say, Muhammad said, oh, wait, Jesus was a God. He's a prophet, and I'm the final prophet. We know that's not true because Muhammad doesn't add up with any other books of the Bible where every book in the Bible can relate back to a different one for, uh, for help. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, Muhammad killed a bunch of people. No one was hurt in the presence of Jesus. Okay. Um, Hinduism, they think they reincarnate until they live a good life and they reach nirvana. Buddhism, this guy Buddha was like, I can reach nirvana one life by being really good. Okay, they're all missing the thing. We already sinned. God doesn't like sin. Okay, if we commit a, if we commit a crime and we go to court and we're just like, oh, but judge, I did all these good things. He's gonna say, I don't care how many good things you did, you broke the law. You're going to you're going to jail. And that's the same thing, except if someone pays your fine, the judge can dismiss your case. And that's what Jesus did. He said, listen, I'm taking the punishment for you, judge, or person, judge, let this person go. So it's kind of like, think of this. If you die, think of this courtroom, right? And you're, you're, you're on trial, and then God's about to send you to hell. And if you know Jesus, it's kind of like he comes in and is like, hold on. You can get, you, we got, we got he's like, you, you can go into heaven, man. See that guy? That's my father. I got you out of this type thing. So uh, they're all missing that one thing where um, they never add up quite right except for the Bible. You can go to Genesis, and it still points to Jesus. Genesis, Abraham, and Isaac. Abraham was told to sacrifice his son, Isaac, and God, and Abraham was like, okay, I'm going to do it because I know God, God is righteous, and God already told him that the Messiah would come through his son Isaac, and he was just like, okay, he must bring him back to life or something. I know he's able. And then Isaac carried his own wood to be sacrificed on up this mountain, and you got to know Abraham is over 100 years old. He's real old. People used to live a long time, and so it's not like, and Isaac's like a teenager. He's like 17. It's not like Isaac like forced to do this like by brute strength he's like if he didn't want to die get off me old man and push him over like he laid down his life because he believed in god he, he trusted his dad and you know god almighty and he laid down on his wood abraham picked up his axe and he's swinging over his head and he was stopped by god and there is a lamb over in the corner and they then sacrificed that the, the lamb he sacrificed for his sin representing jesus and it was a three-day journey Jesus was dead for three days, and like for three days, it was kind of like Isaac was dead to Abraham because he knew he had to kill him. And you can do that for every single uh, book in the Bible, and it all points to him. All right. Well, well yeah, I, th- I think uh, I think you guys could go on for another two hours, but uh, I think we're gonna we'll wrap it up there. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I believe that's podcast? all for the uh, the great debate. Why, Thank why, you all for tuning in. And uh, what do you guys say? Wait, wait, whoa, whoa. While we're on the podcast, I'd like to send an invitation to Matt Krupa to come to church tomorrow. Tomorrow? Or next week, whatever works for you. Or next week. What time would this be? Hey, 5 o'clock. Mass is always open, 4.30. We pick you up around 10. 10 o'clock? 
Well, all right. I would... I'll, I'll let you know. Sounds good, brother. All right. All right. Uh, thank you guys all for tuning in. Matt, thank you for letting me moderate on the podcast. And no uh, I'll see you guys later. See you.